Hello, and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Blaine. And today we are talking about growing in the valleys of your career. Lisa, this is a topic that we kind of, you know, mulled over a little bit as we were looking at how could we get into something that is not your typical set of career development advice. Mm-hmm. And at a time where a lot of people have experienced struggle, we're now in, you know, end of quarter one, 2021, pandemic's been going on for a long time. And this whole idea of a valley for me comes from a metaphor that I learned from a gentleman named Carl Richards about five or six years ago. I heard him talk on a podcast and Carl's a writer. He writes for the New York times. He actually writes about finance and really something not totally in alignment with career development by itself, but this idea of a valley being in our lives, I can dive into it more, but it's a really cool topic that I thought we had to bring up. Yeah. So tell us what we're talking about when we're talking about a valley. Yeah. So a valley could be a variety of different things in our lives. It could be the loss of a job. It could be that we are in a job and we are not very satisfied or we do not feel very motivated by what we are doing. We feel maybe like we're on a hamster wheel and just not really going anywhere to kind of contrast that with what the rest of the metaphor is, which is a peak, right? So peaks and valleys, when you kind of like look up at the mountaintops in nature, so this is where the metaphor is really based, is if you look at the tops of mountains, you see this beautiful, uh, like obviously very high, sunny place, and there isn't a whole lot typically growing on the peaks of mountaintops. Mm. So the growth happens when we are much further down in altitude in our lives, mm. where there is forest and animals and and water and all of those things that are actually life. <laughs> They're not just raw beauty, uh, although there is beauty in the valley in and of itself, but to just kind of contrast those things. A lot of the time we think about and we remember the peaks of our lives, but it's really about diving into what could be a valley for us and how it's an opportunity to get better at something. Mm, I love that analogy. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Cause when, when I think about the forests and the, the streams and there's some dark places, there's Mm -hmm. some light places, there's some fun places, there's some difficult places. So that's a really cool way of looking at it. Yeah. So we're definitely painting a pretty broad picture in terms of what a valley could look like. I think it's important to differentiate it from the idea of what we talk about sometimes on the show, which is the dip. Seth Godin's concept of there being sort of natural adversity that comes around for someone who is pursuing something that is a significant objective for them. Um, That's usually a longer term objective. They want to maybe build a company or they want to achieve a certain role in their career. There's a natural degree of struggle that comes from getting to a point where maybe there's a lot of competition or you just feel drained. And that's something that it, it seems a little bit like a valley, but that's almost something that you've kind of opted into if you have a really concrete pursuit. And to me, a valley is something that is maybe a little bit less expected. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you see it the same way. Yeah, I would say so. It's something that you can't necessarily control, although it's not something you can control in either situation, but um, yeah, something unexpected that makes sense. Yeah. But like I said, 
leaving it kind of broad. And maybe you, dear listener, are identifying yourself more and more with being in a valley as opposed to being up on a peak. Um, so we'll get into this a little bit more in terms of what it means to take advantage really of this opportunity, which is some pretty different language if you're used to <laughs> feeling pretty bad about the situation that you're in mm-hmm. and what it means to move forward. Okay. I love it. Cool. I, just before we do that. So like Lisa, can you think about any particular valleys in your life, whether it be in your professional, you could share a personal one if you wanted to, but start with anything that comes up for you professionally. Absolutely. So, um, a very specific one actually that I can come up with right off the top of my head is right before I became a coach and I had a great job. I had uh, a great manager. I had great coworkers. The environment that I was in was great, but I just wasn't feeling the motivation. I wasn't Mm. excited to go to work every day. I was feeling just sort of, yeah, the Valley is like the best way to describe it. And I needed that though, because everything else in my career had been super exciting and really fast paced and always on the go or doing things that kept me constantly on my toes that when I had this opportunity to sort of take a step back and take a bit more time, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that's when I had the opportunity to look at what I really wanted and where I was headed longer term. So that Valley led me to this path of career coaching because I had the opportunity to explore it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It is that super cool inflection point. When you look back on it, it's, it, it looks cool when you look back on it, but it's rarely feeling like something exciting when you're in it. You've just sort of reminded me of, for me, a lot of the valleys of my life have been more personal and, and my career has had, I would say fewer deep depressions in it. Um, but you know, my mom passed away two years ago. That was a major, major life-changing moment for me. Mm-hmm. I heard about a month ago on a podcast, this guy, and now we'll have to kind of apply the explicit tag to this episode, but this coach named Trip Lanyer was, um, being interviewed and he talked about the concept of this fuck it moment and these things that happen to us. Uh, where we, we've been kind of comfortable for so long or we're, we're okay. And then something really dramatic happens. We go from the, what he calls the pre fuck it moment into the fuck it moment. <laughs> and that's when we actually start taking significant action in our lives. And so maybe that's another way of looking at the concept of a valley as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how you've just talked about just how you benefited from being able to take that valley professionally and move into coaching, because I feel like you've, given a lot to the world as a result. Thank you. And it's interesting because what you're talking about there, there's actually two ways of looking at the Valley. So you could go from being comfortable Mm -hmm. to getting uncomfortable in the Valley, or you could go from being uncomfortable to having comfort and then being in the Valley. Mm, Okay. Oh yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And and we could probably talk about comfort and, and the perils of comfort for a whole other episode, but in terms of sort of looking at kind of flipping the valley on its head a little bit and seeing opportunity in times of challenge. So that was an actual episode. That was the name of an episode, episode 37 that we recorded back in 2020 with Simone Nordegraf, who something she said in that, that really, really struck a chord with me and has remained 
very much top of mind is that we learn to survive when we have these moments of either failure or setback or um, depression. And, and, and I use that term both figuratively and, and literally, because I, I do think a lot of people when they, if they were to actually maybe seek help, uh, medical help, they might realize that they are in some sort of a depressive state. Mm-hmm. And I don't have medical expertise on that, but I do know that that's a fear of kind of exploring that leads to people being stuck in the valley longer than they need to be. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my point. So that's, that's a big thing for me though, is learning how to survive and, and believe that you can survive these moments. Is there anything else on that note that kind of rings for you? Yeah, you made me think of another concept too. Stacy Hartman, who's another coach, she talks a lot about the void. And mm. the void is a place that is very, it's uncomfortable because you're not happy there in general. You're sort of in a, a, a like you said, depressive place, but it has a purpose. And it, it, a lot of times you go into the void before you make a big leap. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a necessary and important part of the cycle. If you don't have that, then you're not able to get to the next stage. Hmm. Cool. It relates in a lot of ways to the Valley because a lot of times people will try to fight it Mm -hmm. um, in, in all of these cases. And with, you know, when we were talking with Simone about facing times of challenge, if you try to fight it, it doesn't really help you to get anywhere. It's, it's a mindset shift as opposed to trying to make it go away. Mm-hmm. And it's about perspective. And so I think today we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the ways that you might be able to shift your perspective or accept some of these valleys that you're about to go through and maybe yeah. understand their purpose a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of, so to kind of kick that off a little bit, you can see this as an opportunity to really take stock of you and your life and what you've done so far and realize that uh, as long as you keep waking up day after day, you have more pages to write in your life uh, and that story. And so my mind goes a little bit to Carrie Twig's work, a recent guest on our show, episode 74, and just taking time to kind of get to know yourself a little bit better thinking about what it is that you've enjoyed in your lifetime. If you've had any experience in the workplace, that's one thing, but even things that are in your personal life, or when you think back to your childhood, like what, what makes you happy? What has made you happy in your life? And can you start to design a life that is built more around those kinds of things or values activities? That's one approach for sure. Mm -hmm. And it, it brings up two ideas for me of learning and also self-discovery, which are very similar. Mm -hmm. Learning can look like a lot of different things, but it could be learning about yourself. Um, Expanding in that way and growing in that way in these valleys can, again, you're sort of taking that step back to say, what is the bigger picture here? Mm -hmm. What can I learn about the future or what can I learn about the past that will help me to make decisions about the future? Yeah. And I love something you just said there that kind of sparks an image for me is when you zoom out, you actually get a chance to see that there are peaks, (laughs) right? If you're just sort of stuck seeing the six inches in front of you and it's just valley, 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 it's hard to imagine a path moving out of that. And so like just 
imagine, like imagine what a, a new peak would look like, or imagine what it look would what it would look like to move through the valley towards something that is more what you want to experience in your life. So love the perspective shift there just off of that. And even just to take that even a step further, I remember reading something and I have no idea who to attribute it to, unfortunately, but basically imagine if you've ever been hiking on a a real mountain, Hmm. you're standing at the bottom and you're thinking this is impossible. There's no (laughs) way that I'm actually going to get to the top of this. And so you don't, you don't look at the top. You look at the 10 feet in front of you. Oh, that's so powerful. <laughs> yeah. The, the mountains that I've climbed up in my life, I'm just like, ah, I don't see a path up there. Like, how do we end up getting to the, just, it seems so overwhelming, but you're right. You end up on the path. The path somehow moves you gradually up towards the peak, but yeah, it's all about the, te- it becomes then about like the 10 feet that are in front of you. So it's interesting, the mindset shift going from how do we escape the valley to how do we climb the peak? Kind of cool. Yeah. And even to go one more step further, if you've ever been rock climbing, you're just sort of looking for those next things to hold on to. The next grasp, the next foothold, the next hand spot, which is the technical term. Um, (laughs) But it's like, what, what can you take a hold of that's within your vision currently that will help you to move toward it. You have no idea exactly what that path will look like. You just know where you're headed. You see my lack of awareness of this spot concept is probably what makes me terrible at rock climbing, (laughs) (laughs) but I do, I, I can appreciate again, another really important metaphor. So yes, dear listener, very much a visual, get your mind thinking and flowing kind of episode. Okay. So when you think about concrete things, aside from learning self-discovery that you could be doing to move away from a valley, what are some thoughts that come to mind? So if you're in a position and you're experiencing something like this, one of the big things you can do is to ask for more responsibility Hmm. Okay. or experiment within your role. So what that might look like is if you have extra time in your days, start talking to other people in other departments and saying, what are you working on? Is there anything that you need help with? Um, You might learn some new skills. You might end up discovering something that you really enjoy. You might make some new friends. There's, these are all things that can really help you to move through that. Um, But you do need to ask. It won't just fall in your lap. Yeah. So there's an element of taking action and being proactive here that if you're going to, uh, what, what I'm hearing you say is like the, the value will not just disappear magically. It happens, it moves, or you move through it when you do something that's different. And it could be something that feels relatively scary. If maybe you've been stuck mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again. Um, And maybe sometimes the step is really, really small. Like it's a small project as opposed to a big one, but it's, it's about doing something different that can lead you to new opportunities to do something else or to discover whether or not what you're trying is something you actually like. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be something like job shadowing too. Mm -hmm. You could ask somebody if you could shadow them for an afternoon. Um, you could ask them if there's a project that they're working on that they need help with. And this doesn't have to only be at your company. I mean, obviously if you're on working hours, you probably want to do something within the company that you're at, 
but it could also be taking some time off to explore and job shadow somebody at a different company mm-hmm. or somebody in a completely different field than you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And, and sometimes a huge change of scenery like that, if you can get some time in a different space, uh, that can be a really big step as well. Just like, let's, let's see what it looks like in the world. There's so many different jobs in the world and we only have really so much time to experiment with the things that we are used to now. So like a quantum shift into something totally different, I think can be so like eye-opening for anyone who is like, for example, I'll I'll just propose an idea for me. If I were to go and spend a, a day watching people build airplane engines, that's really different. Totally. But I'm sure I would learn something about myself if I did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And sometimes it's, it's even just looking within your networks and saying what's, who's doing something really different that I'd like to learn about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without yeah. any intention behind it, like other than just learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's another really important point there that we've just kind of, you've kind of hit on is this attachment idea is that if we feel like everything that we're doing has to have some absolute concrete purpose, uh, it, it can be disappointing, I guess, on one hand, when things don't go, they don't meet our expectations. Um, but also just like we can get stuck when we get too attached to anything. And so letting go of like, let's just sort of accept the situation that I'm in right now and try something out. And if it, if it works great, it doesn't work well then try something else. Yeah. That sort of brings me to another idea of just having fun. Yeah. So we, we talk a lot about having fun in this show and we ask people often, when did you have the most fun? But instead of trying to make a decision on the rest of your life, it might just be, what's something that I can do that I'm really going to enjoy for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a great question. And, and, put down more than one idea. Uh, mm-hmm. you, the first thing that comes to mind is, is great. There's probably a reason it's the first thing that came to mind, but feel free to grow that list and then choose from the options that you've put in front of you to then go ahead and see, okay, maybe out of these 10 things that I've written down, I'll try these three things and see what happens. And I like your point around making sure you do give your ideas enough time because there's all kinds of reasons why people struggle in something when they're first starting out. Mm-hmm. And we often have to kind of get over that initial beginner's hurdle to really figure out, okay, is this going to grow into something that I'm passionate about? Cause I, that's my perspective. I don't really think we find things that we're passionate about. I think we grow our passions for things over time. And so the key thing there is there has to be time given to it. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't give themselves permission to do that. They'll say, I have to be good at this thing. And then it ends up not being what they thought it was going to be. And they, like you said, they have too much attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Cool. One of the other things that I just wanted to mention. So we're talking about things that you can do to Mm -hmm. move out of the valley. Sometimes it's also about thinking about survival. So if we think about the valley as being a period of low motivation, or uh, sometimes it could even be like rapid change at work. Let's say Mm -hmm. somebody got fired or there's a big 
mix up at work and you're just mm-hmm. not feeling connected to the work that you're doing. So you're trying to work through that. So survival and self-care can be an action. Yeah. And um, when we talked to Sarah Johnson a couple of episodes ago, she clarified self-care for us in that it's not like you're doing one thing one time. It could be that you're creating a new set of habits and routines for yourself while you're going through that valley just Mm -hmm. to be able to get through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you build over time, like a new system of uh, self-care. I'll just use that word, but you end up building more resiliency. You end up learning more about like what it is that fuels you, like puts fuel back in your tank. You become more aware of what's draining you. I mean, we always talk about how greater self-awareness is, seems to be the part of the solution to almost any problem. And so just going through that process of taking steps on a regular basis to get to know yourself better and what makes you feel better, what makes you recover. I think that's a very valuable exercise. And sometimes changing those healthy habits or creating healthy habits for Mm -hmm. the first time can really springboard your success. If you look at a lot of research done on really successful people, or if you've read any, you know, of these, um, I'm I'm thinking specifically of tribe of mentors. Yes. It's exactly the book I was thinking of. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And a lot of people that he interviewed for that book talk about these healthy habits that they have, Mm -hmm. whether it's meditation or, um, what are some of the other things? They, there's a lot of things. There's things around, um, reading habits. There's things around exercise habits. Uh, sometimes it's around how they socialize, like, like who they are regularly in touch with. Yeah. It's a great book. It's a gigantic brick of, of a, of a hardcover book. Uh, not something you have to like devour all of to get a sense of kind of what it other people are doing, but I love where you're going with that. Yeah. So just picking up some of those. And so for example, if you are dealing with a, a difficult time where you feel like it's a valley and you're only able to go for a walk for 10 minutes in the morning before you start work to be able to get your, your head on straight, mm-hmm. that's a healthy habit that you can carry forward once you're out of that valley. Love it. Yeah. And, and right, take it right up to the peak and into the next valley and then up to the next peak, because that's kind of, I think that's something we should probably not omit is that, that there will be other valleys mm-hmm. <laughs> in your life. It's part of just being alive, I think. Mm-hmm. And everyone who is at a peak now will one day be in a valley again and and vice versa. So all of these things um, can evolve and change. It's, it is, I don't want to say it's, it's not a measurable cycle. I don't think you spend five years on a peak and five years in a valley, but I do think that there is some, some back and forth, some sort of like a pendulum type action that governs a lot of our lives that we just need to anticipate. For sure. And except while it's happening, my grandfather always used to say to me, this too shall pass. And it wasn't just for the difficult times. It was also for the good times Mm -hmm. that when you're at those peaks, you appreciate the good times. You're, you're feeling grateful for everything that is happening. And then you know that that too will also pass and you'll be in a valley again, but then that too will pass and there'll be a peak again. So (laughs) I love it. Yes. Wise words. And hopefully, dear listener, we're getting you kind of zooming out a little bit, like we were saying, Um, because when we sort of, we raise our awareness of the situation that we're in, 
we see more possibilities, right? When we're stuck, just sort of staring at the raw emotions that we're dealing with or the problems that we feel like we've been dealt, uh, it, it seems like we are optionless. And the more we can just sort of see bigger pictures in the world and in ourselves, all of a sudden it's like, okay, maybe that job shadow thing, it's in an industry that maybe I'm not too sure about, but I did enjoy meeting those people maybe they can connect me to somebody else in another industry that they know because they're cool. And I like being around cool people. Mm-hmm. So just seeing that experience in a whole different way and seeing new potential as far as what could come out of it, a huge part of just zooming out. So what you just said sparked something in my brain that, you know, when we talk about this, what you're doing is you're focusing on a solution as opposed to constantly focusing on what you've been dealt. So mm-hmm. you can't change the situation you're in. You can only change the solution. And if you spend all of your time thinking about the problem, you'll only see more problems. But if you focus on a possible glimmer of a solution, you'll likely get into more solutions. Yes. Yes. Or like that. And, and in addition to that, like the quote that I feel like got attributed to Einstein, but I don't think was actually him that said this, but the idea that the, the mentality that created the problem cannot be the mentality that, that solves the problems. That's yeah. I totally, totally agree with what you just said. It's about just getting our heads out of the moment that we are in. And let's just also remember though, that sometimes um, that does take some time and (laughs) the, the idea of accepting the valleys that we are in is another sort of, key component in, in being healthy in this process, mm-hmm. right? Like if we feel like we're always, like you were saying, if we're always fighting this situation with ourselves, like if we feel guilty that we're not fixing the problems that we're facing in life, then we're just creating another problem. True. Yeah. Yeah. Self-compassion is hard, but necessary. Yeah, totally. Very coachy episode we're getting out here. I love it. I think another concrete thing that people can do as they are working through a valley is to uh, seek support. And that that can mean a number of things. It could mean seeing a professional, a mental health professional, a physical health professional. It could mean becoming part of a community of people who are going through a journey that is similar to you. It could mean telling people that are close to you. And that's often really tough to say, to admit, right? Especially if you might see yourself as a pretty proud person to say that I'm going through a really difficult time right now. Um, but wh- how that can just rally people to your side is so life-changing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So finding support in others is one of the, the key steps that I think a lot of people who work their way out of a valley take. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's also that tribe mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're, when you're by yourself and thinking about things, you may not always see all the different perspectives, but as soon as you talk to somebody else, you at least have another perspective. And if you have a group of people, then all of a sudden you have five or six perspectives and all of those inputs can change the way that you perceive your reality. Totally. Yeah going back to creating more options, right? Like let's, Mm -hmm. let's find ways to put more cards on the table. Love that. Yeah. Great point. To kind of think about something that we learned from Jonathan Stark, which is the idea of having an objective and then a strategy and then tactics around that strategy. So 
an objective, just being a goal. And not everyone I realize is, is wired to think in terms of goals. I think that is one way of kind of coming out of a valley, but um, this may not work for you, but having something that you are striving for once you have some clarity around what it is that you want to do, and then taking time to establish what are the actions that are going to lead me to that. So the strategy kind of says, um, you know, here are the three or four things that if I do on a regular basis for the next six months, that they will move the needle and move me closer to getting to where I want to go to my mm-hmm. stated objective. And then the tactics being things that changes to how you do those things as you go, remaining flexible, remaining agile, remaining compassionate for times when what you tried doesn't work and you go do something else. But that whole mindset, that sort of trifecta of things, objective strategies, strategy, single, singular and tactics, plural, just one different way of thinking about how do I get out of this valley? Love it. And these are all things you can try. Like you don't have to do these on their own. You, you can try a bunch of these things at mm-hmm. once, but it is important to find something that works best for you. Something that you think, yeah, this could be something that I would enjoy doing as opposed to just something that I feel like I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could spark a whole discussion there around avoiding that, that voice of, of should mm-hmm. and shooting on yourself and starting to think more in terms of want and be like, I would like to do this or being in this certain way. Maybe it's being around people, being excited, being in a chaotic situation. Maybe you love chaos and maybe that's the kind of life that you need to, (laughs) to be leading, to feel like you are fulfilled. So, yeah. And think back to, to some of the valleys that you've had. So this likely isn't the first valley you've had, what are some things that you did that helped you in the past that could also help you to move mm. forward? So if you have used goals in the past, maybe that's something to try. Maybe you love setting goals and it, it really helps to motivate you. Yeah, totally. Try it out. So I, I think there's two final things that I would want to add to this topic. And I'll see where you go with these. One being the question of what will you learn like assuming that you will learn something from this period of your life, assuming that there will be growth, just that can set a cadence for actually believing that positive momentum can be developed in this situation. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of a valley is there's often no momentum. There's no movement but we're not stuck at the starting line unless we hold ourselves to it. If we see ourselves as actually being in, in something, I'm not saying a race, but we're in something that is more dynamic. We realize that there will be ground that we cover in this. What will we learn as we go through this together, whether it's with other people, with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the other thing being realizing that some things will permanently change for you as you go through this. And that's okay. Um, some people may disappear from your life. You may not do some of the things that you used to do. Your identity may be shifting. Um, and that's sometimes really tough to deal with and, and feels really scary, Mm -hmm. but that is also part and part and parcel of what it means to be growing. Absolutely. That's a really, really great point. And it isn't easy ever 
even if you've done it a million times, you've been through so many changes, losing or not losing necessarily, but shifting and finding different values and realizing what's important to you at different stages, because it will change. It's not going to be the same thing that's mm -hmm. important to you for your whole life. Um, it can be painful and it is okay though. It's okay to come out on the other side and have lost friends or decided to cut ties with family members who mm -hmm. weren't serving you um, in order to move to that next place. And one of the things that uh, one of my coaches said to me along my path is instead of asking yourself, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have the answer. You don't have to have the answer when you're asking it. You just have to know that there is an answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Possibility, right? See something in a different way. I love, it's such a powerful question. Yeah. Letting go of the, the fear of change and just sort of accepting it and realizing mm -hmm. that, that that is the constant change is the only real constant in life. And it's about how you want to navigate that on your end. How do you want to pilot your ship on that ocean? Totally. Cool. I'm not sure if piloting a ship is really how people who run ships would say it, but <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Totally. <laughs> cool. Shooting for a little comic relief on what's otherwise a fairly serious topic here. Have you got anything that you want to add to this at this point? No, I feel like we've gone pretty deep into this and I, we've given lots of options and also different ways of looking at a valley. I think that mm -hmm. even just starting off from the very beginning of this episode, just that idea of the peak in the valley in nature and how that relates to our careers was a huge mindset shift. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, learned that five, six years ago and it was just, just completely um, branded right into my mind and yeah, I refer to it a lot. And so if you're listening to this and you feel like you're in a valley right now in your career, we would certainly love to hear from you and yeah, just feel, feel free. You're in that kind of supportive community that we were talking about. Um, so we leave that with you, dear listener. And so for this week on the career builders podcast, I'm Mike bird. I'm Lisa Plain. And we hope you are well and that you'll join us again soon. Bye for now. Hey, dear listener. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Builders Podcast. If you love the show and want to help us spread our message further and reach new listeners, would you consider leaving a rating and review of TCBP on Apple Podcasts? Without a doubt, your help would be much appreciated. On behalf of Lisa and myself, thanks, and we'll catch you again next week. Bye for now.